Hi, and welcome. You're listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. This is episode 012, and it's called Easing Your Frustration, or How to Stop Taking Out Your Frustration on Those Closest to You. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Nancy Jane Smith, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. Welcome to my podcast, where I share my stories and lessons I've learned and keep learning on my quest to live happier. This podcast is produced every week, and the show notes are found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Well, I apologize. I'm a little late this week on getting my podcast in. It's kind of been a totally crazy week. My um, website got hacked earlier and I was on vacation and it just was a super, super crazy time. So it is Saturday afternoon and I'm just now getting around to my normal Wednesday podcast. So I apologize for the delay, but I wanted to make sure that I got one in this week. So I'm just right under the the week deadline, I guess you could say in my head, which is Sunday. So, um, so there will be a podcast coming out today. And then there will be a podcast also coming out early next week. So there'll be a little um, back to back action for you. (laughs) So today I want to talk about um, easing your frustration or how to stop taking out your frustration on those closest to you. So last week, um, I talked about resentment and, and dealing with hidden resentments and, and setting boundaries and, and all that great stuff, which is an awesome podcast, and I hope you can check it out. That's episode 11. And this week, I wanted to talk about, you know, more specifically how to stop taking out your frustration on those closest to you. And that tends to be one of the top reasons clients come to see me is that they are tired of being angry and frustrated and taking it out on their spouses and their kids. And so that is the kind of call to action for them to be like, okay, I need to make some changes because I'm super frustrated and I don't want to be living a life that, that is this frustrated. And the thing that is really fascinating to me about that is when you meet these women, or if you could meet my clients, or this is something I used to deal with a lot in my early 30s before I really started doing live happier work is when you meet these people they are you would the last thing you would think is that they're dealing with frustration or anger issues or miss you know yelling at they end up yelling at their spouses at the end of the night that would be the last thing because they are super gentle and sensitive and sweet and kind women they're super high functioning and they do a lot of great stuff for their families and therein lies the rub that as we talked about last week, they're doing, doing, doing so much for other people that they aren't setting enough healthy boundaries and they're not taking care of themselves. So therefore they end up taking out that excess frustration on those closest to you. So my first bit of wisdom is to go back and listen to episode number 11, if this is appealing to you on how to stop this frustration. And then I wanna take this conversation a little bit further because it is about boundaries. And it's also about taking care of yourself. And I'm not, this is not going to be another podcast or episode on self-care, but this is going to be an episode about kind of paying attention to what it is you want and what you need. And I've talked about it before in previous episodes about dealing with values and setting priorities. And all of that is, is the key here to figuring out, you know, not only is it hard to set a boundary, but sometimes it's hard to figure out where do I need to set a boundary? Because we get so wrapped up in 
our to-do lists and the right way of doing things and what we need to do next. And you know, we have all these messages that we need to be in charge and we need to be helping and we need to be doing, doing, doing. And we don't ever stop and look back and take a, you know, do a check-in with ourselves. And then what happens is by the end of the day, we are so freaking exhausted of doing for everyone else that we um, tend to take out the frustration on the person that, you know, A, we know who can handle it, but B, who deserves it the least. And so we take out our frustrations on our kids or our spouses or um, boyfriends or girlfriends or, you know, those people in our life we know we can really trust. And that just isn't fair. And so this podcast is kind of about paying attention to, you know, helping ourselves catch ourselves before we get to that point, before we get to the point of, I am so frustrated right now that the the next person that walks in the door, I'm just going to unload on them. And so one of the ways I think to helping us get to that point that has been really life-changing for me, and I had a great reminder of it this week in my own therapy, um, was asking myself the question, what do you need next? And that phrase, you know, what do you need next has really been a powerful one for me because I don't ask myself that question very often. You know, I you can do the higher, what do I need and what are my values and what's my higher priorities here. But in the moment when I'm running from thing to thing and I have to get to a client meeting and then after that I need to run the grocery store and then after that I got to make dinner and blah, 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 check, 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 check. I don't ask myself, what do I need to do next? Do I need to stop and take a drink of water? Do I need to pay attention to my shoulders here and just do a quick, you know, three deep breaths? Do I need to crank up my music and have a little dance party for 30 seconds? What is it that in this moment I need? And even, you know, to put the sticky, and I'm a big fan of stickies, to put the sticky note, you know, what do I need next? And put that on your computer or put that on your car dashboard to give you that reminder of what is it that I need to do next to take care of myself. You know, we get so caught up in what's the right way? What's the, what do I, you know, how can I get there faster? How can I do this better? Even caught myself earlier this week, I um, have downloaded the app Waze on my um, phone and I absolutely love it. It's a directional app that tells you which way to go. And it's usually always accurate. And I will consistently and constantly keep checking my route to make sure I'm taking the right way. Am I doing, even my driving, which is something I love, has become a competition. And am I doing this right? And sometimes what I need to do next is get stuck in traffic. (laughs) Just sit there in traffic and take some deep breaths and listen to the music and relax a little bit. Instead of, you know, being this crazy person who's constantly looking for the fastest way to get there. Like that just isn't always the best way to do it. So, you know, really paying attention to and asking yourself the question, what do I need to do next? And then having a lot of compassion around whatever that answer is. So I think for a lot of us, we we follow rules, whether they're real rules or made up rules of we have to get there the fastest way possible, which is one of my made up rules. We follow those rules all day long and we never really give ourselves the chance to bust out of the rules. We never give ourselves the chance to do something for just us. It's always you know, an obligation or a should, or this is the next thing on the list. You know, we're running at this pace of 
whatever we need to be doing next, instead of asking ourselves, what do I need right now? You know, yes, I need to go pick up the kids and that is the next thing on my list, but I have a minute here that I can figure out what I need to do. And I have a minute where I can give myself a lot of compassion for the fact that I'm feeling frustrated right now or that I'm feeling, you know, pulled in a thousand different directions or I'm feeling frustrated at my husband because he isn't stepping up the way I need him to today or I can feel compassion for myself that it's okay that I'm angry at my boss. You know, so the first thing is, you know, asking yourself the question, what is it I need next? And then the second thing, as far as this easing your frustrations is figuring out how many times you say to yourself, you know, I'm really angry at my boss, you know, but he's a nice guy. And I know he really wants the best for me. Or I'm really, you know, my husband just really makes me mad because he doesn't ever think to empty the dishes, you know, to empty the dishwasher. And that drives me crazy. But he's a great husband and he's a good father and blah, 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 blah. I see it all the time in my office. I do it all the time. We don't give ourselves the freedom to say the complete emotion, to say the complete thought, to give the whole frustration a voice. Instead, we stop ourselves. So we censor our frustration and we censor the emotion around it and we tell ourselves, oh, I can't say that because that means I'm a bad person. Or I can't say that because, you know, they'll think I'm evil or I can't say that for whatever reason. If we say a frustration, that means we're not grateful or whatever. We have these rules in our head that we can't, um, we can't hold a frustration all the way through. We have to censor it. And so, I really want you to be paying attention to how often you do that. How often are you venting to a friend or even saying to yourself, like, gosh, I just wish my husband would empty the dishwasher once in a while. And then just let yourself be frustrated with that and be like, okay, I'm frustrated that he doesn't empty the dishwasher. Now, what can I do to make sure that happens better or differently or easier? How can I bring that up to him? Instead of, I hate when my husband doesn't empty the dishwasher, and I should be really grateful for him anyway because he does such a great job with the kids and blah, 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 blah. Stop censoring yourself when it comes to your frustrations because what happens is those frustrations, when we censor them, get pushed further and further and further and further down and then they blow up at the end of the day. So all of a sudden, your husband comes home and he, not knowing you're frustrated with him about the dishwasher, the dishwasher frustration is like a two on your scale of frustrations, but that's the one that comes out in version 10. It just comes blowing out of you because you have pushed down all these frustrations all day long and they come busting at the seams. So that concept of letting yourself really vent the frustration, giving yourself compassion around the fact that that frustration is there, and then the very important piece, figuring out how to do it differently so that frustration doesn't take over your life. So figuring out either how to let the frustration go or how to confront the person about the frustration or, um, or just, you know, figuring out what you can do next to make that frustration less prominent in your life. So I'm not advocating just complaining to be complaining. I'm advocating allowing yourself the full throttle of your complaint and giving yourself compassion around the fact that that is annoying and then figuring out how you're going to come to a solution and what you're going to do. So my two tips for easing frustration and how to stop taking frustration out on those closest to you. One, as you go throughout your day, ask yourself, 
what do I need next? And actively start making mental notes of what it is that you need. And then two, stop censoring yourself. So allow yourself to fully vent whatever frustrations you're feeling, whether you're venting them to someone else or you're venting them to yourself. Give yourself the permission to fully vent, then give yourself some compassion, and then figure out how you what you're going to do with that frustration to make it better. So those are my tips. And then go back and listen to episode 11. So when you have figured out all the needs and you're keeping track of what do I need to do next, some of those needs you might recognize that there's some boundaries you need to be setting, that there's some um, themes that are popping up around boundaries. And so that's how you can track, okay, these needs can only be met if I start saying no, or these needs can only be met if I start setting some boundaries. And so, you know, refreshing yourself with that episode and, and going back and listening to how do I do that in a healthy way. So that is it. I hope that helps on stop taking out the frustration on those closest to you using those tips. And I'll be talking about this stuff more in upcoming episodes. This is the segment of the show called the Weekly Ritual Challenge. So one thing that's really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to share a ritual with you and then challenge you to complete it. So for us type A personalities out there, this one might be a little challenging, but this week, I want you to practice just being silly. So, so often we get focused on our to-do list or being good, quote unquote, that we forget to just be silly. So this week, I challenge you to take a break and be silly. This challenge is a great one to take a dance break, get crazy with your kids, belly laugh with your partner. There are lots of ways to be silly. And the best news, by nature of being silly, you just can't do it wrong. So if you're someone that's trapped like I am in doing it right, there is no right in silly. It's just pure silliness. <laughs> So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have any questions, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or you can send me a tweet at nancyjane. Until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.